the Library Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. I'm Chris Heine. And I'm Francesca Butchko. And this week, we are actually going to respond to an article that Francesca found that's on the New York Times called No Time to Think. It's an article by Kate Murphy and probably is a pretty poignant and uh, time, what, specific? Time appropriate. Time appropriate topic. So we've talked about being busy in the past, or we've talked about like the idea of being busy, but we thought this article was kind of a nice jumping off point for a conversation today. Um, and before we get to that, we have a couple things that have just happened, uh, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Uh, the first of which being a fantastic opening for the Stack Show that just happened uh, this past Friday. So, Jenny, you want to tell people about it? Sure. Uh, so, yep, Stacks just opened. Uh, it was a really great turnout. We had, um, I don't know, a couple hundred people come through the, that night to look at all the zines, check everything out. Uh, we actually have them set up in the gallery in chronological order, so you can sort of go through and see what happened year to year and how it led to different things. So some of the zines focus on like the beginnings of the internet and then later you can see how that impacts zines later on. So all of them are really fun. Uh, they are also archived online and on the Light Gray shop. So if you didn't get a chance to stop by the opening or if you are living far away, uh, you can totally check out what's going on, but they are all limited editions. So uh, there's just a couple available for each zine. And so again, probably we have maybe a handful left of each one. And so uh, I think we had about... Uh, 12 additional zines from each person, um, the rest of which uh, in the 75-piece uh, edition actually went and were dispersed to all of the different artists. So those of you guys who have been participating in the show, you should be getting your package of beautiful zines um, any day now. And we're super excited about this. This is our uh, second giant swap. Um, our first one being the Six Degrees exhibition, and this one being our second one, which is going to be really fun for everybody to get that package. So thanks to everybody who participated in that and who came to the show. Um, and again, I think we should have photos of the opening up online pretty soon. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to mention is if you caught last week's podcast, uh, we announced the 2014 uh, residency program here at Light Gray Art Lab. We are super excited to be traveling with 10 different creatives to Iceland this year. So uh, in just a week, which I can't even believe it's just a week, um, we're going to be taking everybody to southern Iceland for an extreme adventure, collaborative, and immersive yeah. workshop. Yes. And so we'll be climbing around on stuff, looking at things, and trying not to fall in the crevasses, which I think we'll all do a good job at. So um, it's part of our mission to bring people together. Um, we're really happy that we've got people coming from Europe, uh, people from all over the United States, uh, and we are looking forward to showing you guys all of the process and some of the documentation from this, um, because again, it's an adventure as much as it is an exploration of each other's processes and uh, a good time to get together and make things. So um, we actually are putting together the details for our 2015 residency. If you guys want to take a look at what we've got planned for this year and sort of reflect on that, you're welcome to go to the website. I think there's a big picture right on the front page that you can click on and get some information about what we're doing this year. And so if you want to get some information about our next residency or get the details um, to know more about that, you can send us an email and we'll be sure to update you on all of the different things that we're planning for 2015. Uh, And you can send that to hello at lightgrayartlab.com and we'll make sure to give you all those details soon. Um, Besides that, um, you guys should also keep an eagle eye 
on the blog because I believe we are going to have some new calls for art coming up pretty quickly here. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of a preliminary warning for that. Um, We've been thinking about some great ones and uh, soon should have those details up there. So keep an eye on there. And then uh, anything else that people need to know about? Uh, Dream Arcade. You should mark your calendars for Dream Arcade. It's actually coming September 12th, so it's just about a month away. And we've had a couple questions, too, come through here. So our initial uh, downloadable games that were available on the Microsoft Store um, will also be available as uh, links, too, I believe. Um, Those of you guys that have asked of whether or not we're going to have this on different platforms, you can be comforted in the fact that we shall give you access to all of these games so that those of you guys that are on different kinds of operating systems can be able to access the games during the exhibition. Any thoughts on that, Chris? Yeah, well, it will be available for everyone to play because it will be HTML5 based, so you'll be able to play it on any computer, regardless of operating system. You'll also be able to for sure have it on the Windows 7 um, devices and then also we should have a version that won't probably be out the day of the show but soon after on ios and we'll see about things after that yeah so it's a pretty ambitious project and again thanks to david washington for all of his help um we are in the midst of recording some of the behind the scenes thing we thought you guys would be appreciative of that and that should be archived uh nearing the opening too on the website and so you guys will be able to listen to us swear a whole lot or something of that nature about how interesting (laughs) the process is but uh so far so good i I feel good about it and i think you guys will get a a kick out of all the things that we're doing with the games lots of hidden things lots of easter eggs um, and lots of like mini stories that are happening within each of the games so uh keep an eye out for that and again that's september 12th Mm-hmm. opening so we'll make sure to, to keep you guys posted for that so we wanted to respond to an article that francesca found on the new york times called no time to think uh, it's written by kate murphy uh, we know that many of you guys are also feeling the same thing i know a couple weeks ago we talked about how it's supposed to be summer and we're supposed to be out there on the beach or whatever beach some beach somewhere uh, and we haven't quite made it to a beach yet, but um, it seems to be that our answer, if anybody asks us, is always, oh, yeah, we're busy, you know. Um, so the article actually starts out talking about that. Um, it's it's sort of a, a thing that I think in recent conversations, many people have sort of come up and, and said the exact same thing to us. I know there's a lot of people out there that are annoyed um, about hearing other people say how busy they are. Uh, and I wanted to talk about that uh, today and see, you know, some of our own thoughts about about the, what that is. So um, one of the main things, first of all, in this article is, yes, we are uh, all, all of us, not just here in this room, but also all of you guys, I'm sure, are busy with all sorts of things. And the article kind of states that the reason why we're busy is because we happen to be connected to our devices all the time. We tend to want to broadcast everything that we do, um, and we prefer to stay busy rather than having time to sit and just reflect on things. Um, I wanted to hear if you guys felt that that was actually true. If the reason why that you stay busy or that you seem to be busy is because you are just wanting to stay busy or if you're trying to not be bored or, or what the, what is your reason for that? Well, I definitely am not staying busy because I don't want alone time. That I don't think that's <laughs> true at all. Like one of my favorite things to do is just like sit and think or sit and reflect on things. I think that, and we've talked about this before, like 
the guilt and not creating like I want to be making things and I want to be doing things and I have the ability to, so I might as well. Um, but I don't think it's a direct connection to like a desire not to be sitting not, around. Yeah, not to be sitting around or not to have time to think, you know. And that's one of the things that article said. And they said, you know, we have a feeling that people just don't want to be disconnected with something Mm -hmm. they always want to say they're doing something or they always want to be doing something because they don't want to sit around because it's painful for some people i think there was a there was a a big chunk in there yeah there was a big chunk of the article that talked about people instantly gravitate towards what they aren't doing or are feeling bad about like i don't know they think about all the problems in their life that they are doing wrong or all the things that they're doing when they're just sitting there yeah yeah and so it's like a big list of horrible things. And I, I don't find that to be true about the way that I keep busy. But what they said in here was that some people would rather, and this is a actual, you know, not a direct quote, but kind of a paraphrased quote from the article, is that they said that um, they asked these people if they would, if they would pay to be uh, alleviated of electric shock for some reason. And then they said all right, that's good that you would pay to not have some electric shocks. And then they stuck them in a room for 15 minutes with a button attached to themselves to give themselves electric shocks. And they found that 60-some percent of men, and I think it was 15 to 20 percent of women, decided that they would rather be shocked than to sit there by themselves for 15 minutes in a room without any devices or any kind of thing to do. And I thought that was ridiculous. Why do you think that is? I mean, if it's not us, or if it's not me and Jenny, you know, that that are these people. Who who are these people? Well, I I was confused about that electric shock thing. I did not understand how that pertained to the, the thing they were talking I mean, there are a lot of parts of the article that I don't know if it pertains necessarily to the opening statement. But I do think, as far as uh, the electronic devices goes, um, one thing that I could relate to is that if I'm feeling, if I'm working on something and I'm feeling minorly stressed about any minor thing, my instinct is to pick up my phone and look at Twitter. And I don't know why. And I recognize it and I don't like it, but I do it, you know, and, and I do don't know if that's, that's just... like a response to like, oh, this part's hard. I'm going to go give myself a break. Do you Which... think that's what it is? I felt like um, in the past, I'm sure, and we talked about this in pertaining to like when you're traveling and you have to sit there, a lot of people would bring a book and you would read a book. Yes. I these days you've got your phone so you could pick it up and read whatever you want right and I don't have a good scientific study or anything about this but I feel much differently when I'm reading a book versus reading Twitter I feel like those are two completely different experiences do you think the reason why you pick it up and you're you're reading Twitter is because you know it's new content you know it's right there and you're going to see something different than you did the other day I think a newspaper is a better analogy for Twitter because it is something that keeps you up to date with what's happening in the world. A book is more of a long-term investment of a thing. And people do bring books on the bus and things like that, but people used to read newspapers. They used to read things like that when they were going to be on a bus because no one would just sit there and stare blankly ahead. They would bring something to occupy their time. And it just so happens that a phone is more convenient than buying a newspaper or than bringing along. Because you have everything. Because like, you have everything. And do you think it's just because we can have whatever we want all the time now that people are just like, oh, what am I going to do now that I have nothing or now that I don't have my phone or now that I don't have my you know, stream of my, my feed of stuff? Is that actually painful to people? I mean, I, I realize I'm the kind of person that if you're driving a long distance and I haven't been able to... And I actually like it. Like, I like looking at what's going on. I, I like to pull out my phone while you're driving 
and flip through some stuff. And then when I get home, I put it away. I guess the the weird thing about the article and the tone of the article is basically like, it felt like it was to me either 100% pure reflection, sit in a room and, and meditate, meditate. Yeah. or it was you're being distracted. And I feel like as a human, as a culture, as a species, we are industrious people who are meant to constantly be doing Solving things. problems. I yeah. think even at a primal level, Human beings were not meant to have downtime. Animals aren't really meant to have downtime besides when they are actually sleeping and reserving energy for when they need to be hunting. And I think there's something flawed about the notion of people needing time to just sit there and like stare. (laughs) And maybe that's it. I mean, I feel like when we talked about that whole, we had a whole podcast on, it wasn't reflection. What was it? It was about incubation. Yeah. And I feel like there are times that is still being active. Well, I think, yeah. you know, like the it's I don't think it's just sitting and staring. And maybe that's the problem. People think they're just wasting time, like sitting and staring. But like when I'm by myself trying to reflect, I'm actually writing like I like take out a notebook and write. And that is my reflection because I feel like it's a physical way that I can write down what I'm thinking, you know. And so it's not just yes. like reflecting and then nothing. I draw. And it, it is a much different feeling than looking at So Twitter. it's still yeah. meditative, but it's it like is. a quantifiable thing that's happening. Yeah. Right, like, but, that's but the, the funny thing, thing is it's not, it's, it's maybe quantifiable, but that's not why you're doing it and you would never quantify it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's more of the act of doing it rather than the like, I've got an outcome. Do which you it, feel I feel like when you look back though and you have pages of writing or pages of sketches, you're like, you know what? I did do something with my day. And then you, mm. and it kind of turns on that, that like I have made a purposeful thing happen you know, kind of part of your brain? Or is that just, or does that even happen? I don't know. I think the hard part is like now, and I've talked to you guys about this too, especially when it comes to like creative things or creative endeavors. I feel like a lot of the time, especially recently, my studio practice has been so varied because I have like 10 minutes here or like an hour here. So it's really difficult to sit down and like get yourself in that brain space to even know what you're doing and if you're not in the midst of a project then it's hard to start anything that feels reasonable like you're like why am I even doing this because I I should be doing something else yeah or if you're like how am I going to come up with a sketch or something I'm invested in in like 10 minutes that doesn't even work and so a lot of the time when I have such short or random time periods I do just like to sit and think about an idea and then I'll just like write about it which is the same as me staring off in space and thinking about it I'm just like putting it down because that's the way that I think, you know. I think mm-hmm. the tone of the article made it seem that most people are disturbed by by wasting. that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, by 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 just sitting and thinking. And, and I don't think I don't think okay, if I was forced to sit and think, I probably <laughs> would be disturbed by the fact <laughs> that I don't I I wouldn't okay. be disturbed by my thoughts. I would be disturbed by the fact that there's no reason to artificially inhibit my ability to be able to be productive in some way or another. In a physical sense. Right. And for instance, I could go running. What's the difference between me going running and me? I think going running is a perfect solution to, yeah. to what this article apparently is a problem with. Right. Running I, is a great I feel way like to do people it. have a lot of ways where they do disconnect. And, and they were saying people people go running instead of just sitting. Yeah, well, it makes right, sense. Like you can't you do, do anything when you're well, running besides think. I mean, yeah. you could listen to music or whatever, but you're still like being well, and, active. And regardless brain. of what you decide to do, be it listen to music or listen to, you know, maybe it is a podcast or, or a book on tape or whatever, it is removing yourself from whatever you decide to dub busy. Because I think my, the reason that I looked at the article and 
what I got out of it was kind of the first paragraph where she's talking about people. The biggest complaint today is that people are busy and everybody says they're busy. And I am super guilty of being the person who always uses that as a quote unquote excuse. I know I've talked about it before, but I always say that. And I An excuse for what? For if somebody's for, like, do this instead of what you were planning on doing? Or right. What or like if if it's, if there's somebody, I don't know if you, somebody's like, can we do this tonight? And I'm like, well, I'm busy. Or. Well, here's the question. Or, or actually, this is a better example. That's not even, that's not even what I should say. What I should say is like, anytime I see somebody now, that's how I greet them. Or that's how like they, and she even says like. Oh, that's what you say? That's what you, you're like, hey, like, how are you I'm doing? And you're like, I'm busy. Yeah. And that's, it's not like I'm fine. Or it's not like, you know, like, like, and she said this too, people don't say they're fine anymore, which may or may not be true but um but people do respond with i'm busy which i find irritating it's funny I think a lot of people find that irritating i think it's yeah. hard not to, i think the second that somebody asks you something it's remember when we were talking about party talk and we were saying and it was another podcast when we said you know you walk in and you haven't seen somebody for a while what's the what's the first thing that you can say to them that's in like one sentence well you're not going to list off and rattle off the million things that you've got on your to-do list or your accomplishments in the last like like I would know, rather talk about the weather. You'd than be say like, I'm busy. I'm, really? You know? I yeah, because I I feel like it's it's very weirdly like it's a weird blanket statement. It's a blank. It's not only but that, I but think it's, it's like, kind of helpful in some ways to not have to say every nuance of every. Well, I don't I mean, think you have to say every nuance, but there's something very like like I don't know, and maybe I'm probably reading into this too much, but I whenever I hear it or whenever I hear myself say it, I f- it's almost like I am suggesting that they need to not push any further because I've got too much stuff to do. And, you know, like, and that's not, I don't know, that's not, it's not very, Do you think that's really nice. what it is though? Or do you think that's more like your guilt because you're saying it and you, you don't explain it? Oh, I'm it. sure it is my guilt. I just, uh, it's not a phrase I'm fond of, even though I say it like 40 times a day. I think it's hard to... Or I feel like if I was going to say it, it's because I'm like... Uh, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, it's good. I'm busy. That means I have a lot of small things going on. None of them are worth talking, talking about. about you know? like, <laughs> None of them you would be interested in. Like if I yeah. said like, oh, it's great. I am about to go canoeing on the Mississippi River. Then you would be like, oh, that's an interesting thing. But if I'm just like, I'm going to edit a podcast and uh, here's a list of, you know, like things I'm about Tidbits to do. of random yeah. stuff. That's It's right, pointless well, and it's just a blanket statement that says I'm doing a bunch of things that need to get done and none of them are interesting enough to talk about right now. So right. how are you doing? And, and, that's, <laughs> and that's kind of what I do. Like when, when people, if my parents call, they're like, how are you going? How, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, just, you know, normal stuff or whatever doing busy stuff or whatever uh, what's going on with you because i feel like if i if i told them the same thing every week it is the same thing i mean i feel like <laughs> because I we're always doing the same things it's just slight variations thing. on a theme well when my parents call i tell them the weird nuances of it and i tell them how angry or happy i am about the weird <laughs> stuff i've got to do and maybe that's just a communication difference between the both of us but I do say I'm busy, and then I say, and here is what it is. But I only say the details to people that I think want to hear it. Or maybe that's or, the difference between you and me. I the in, the details are not even interesting to me. 
of the things that you've got to do. things that I'm doing. You're yeah. like, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm just like, I, you know, I have to do these things. They're right. on my head to things to do. I don't want to But that makes sense of why point. you would say I'm busy because the first thing, if somebody asks you what you're doing, the first thing is like a rush of all these memories of stuff you're supposed to be doing at that moment. And then you're like, oh, I'm busy. <laughs> And then I hate you're it like so much. I, you're like, I'm let me push that back down every there. moment. Yeah, well, you could also just come up with a phrase and be like, "I'm Max and chillaxing." Max and chillaxing. I actually, well, no, I but like. But you're that. not chillaxing. You are not chillaxing. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, whatever. And maybe it's just maybe lying it's your version all day. Of it. Who cares? Oh, I'm, maybe it's also because I have like this negative stereotype or negative connotation, I should say, with the word busy so when i say it i feel like i'm bringing everything down it would saying something like max and chillax is way cooler because yeah. it's positive you're say not it. starting the i just did i know but say it to people <laughs> keep saying it i know or just saying like the other thing that's nice about that phrase or something like that is it's not suggesting that we talk about what i'm doing or even think about what i'm doing we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about right now and it doesn't matter what like you don't have like you know how that you have that feeling of dread like yeah i know i i don't want to dredge up all the like little I think, details and I usually when do. people ask you you're in a social situation where you want to not think about all the work you have right to do. you don't and you don't want yeah. that to be the conversation you want the conversation between you and that person you know what i do something. actually now that i think about it when i meet with clients and things and they say how are you doing i always pick one thing and i say i'm great we're planning a trip to iceland and it's going to be really cool yeah, because then you can have a conversation. You don't, then you don't rattle and off a positive. list. And it's positive. You're not starting the conversation with yeah. something bad. Right. You're never going to be like, oh, bah, it's so horrible. I'm so busy. I'm so- that's the other <laughs> funny thing about busy. Even though you never say, I don't have time, that's also a connotation that I always pick up from Aww. my busy. I, really, yes, I always think always. of when people say, and, and maybe it's different. Maybe busy is not the right term for this. But when people on like Facebook will say something like, Oh, everything's so horrible right now. And then everyone's like, oh, what's wrong? What happened? Tell me about it. What, what's happening? And then there's this giant conversation and they really just want somebody to ask them about it. Yeah. And so when you say like, oh, I'm so busy right now that everyone's like, okay. Well, because, well, yeah, what is the what's response to right I'm now? busy? And maybe like, that's just There's it. no response. Or it could be what's going on. Then you get yeah, it. Then yeah. you get to hear all of it. On the positive side of things, though, I think it's nice to keep busy. Like, yes. I think it's nice to be active and yes. I think it's nice to pursue the stuff that you want to work on or get, get the things done that you said you were going to do. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like, I mean, having projects and being like being busy is probably good. I think the other thing that this, and you can't get away from it though, if that's the stuff that you want to do. I think like the other thing that this article makes me think about, and this is another thing that comes up a lot when we talk about being busy and working is priorities. I am fine with being busy as long as my time is managed properly, which it isn't always, but sometimes it is. But when I am with somebody or in a social situation or talking to my family, I feel like that's not the time for it. That's not a priority for me to be worrying about the other stuff I have to do that isn't their fault. Like, I always feel like I'm burdening somebody by saying that. But- I think there's only so much time that a person has in life. And I think the, that's probably why everybody says they're busy. It's because we, were, we are all busy. We're all busy trying to fit in all the stuff that we've wanted to do for the last, like, yeah. billions of years. And you're trying to do it now because you're trying to get this, like, instant satiation of, like, the stuff that you have to do plus the stuff you want to do. You know, and that's mm-hmm. that's why you're busy. Right. Well, right. And I, I feel like that's the weird thing about this article is that the article seems to make the point that people are busy because they don't want to face what it's like to be alone. Do you think that they're also whoever wrote this article? Do you think that they're also just like everybody's too busy for me? 
And I'm going to make a point to I don't know. say, like, you guys should all be free all the time so we can hang out no. all the time. No. Stop no. being busy. I think this person probably is one of these people right. yeah. who says well, they're busy. Well, I think one of the things I did like about the article, and I think is definitely true, is um, when they were talking about uh, creativity and busyness and how those things, like, sort of bounce off So what another. did they say exactly? So they said that um, when you are extremely busy or, like, occupied, you don't have the same ability to be creative. Like, the spontaneity doesn't happen because you're so Because you can't problem focused. solve. Yeah, you can't problem solve. You don't have the leisure or, like, leisure time to, like, come up with new solutions. You're just so, sort of, like, V-lying it for the, like end or relying it for the, like the solution that you already have going you know you don't have time to think about the best way to do something and i think that's completely true like alternative options and different choices yes and what like, ifs right and- like there's too much to handle that you can't even process like a new idea or can't even process like your brain doesn't have the free time to like wander or like create new things and while you were talking just a minute ago about being busy i was imagining myself as a ten of swords just like crushed by a million <laughs> swords this week but I feel like it's totally true. Like this week, getting ready for the stack show where we all wrote a grant this week, which was insane. That was insane. And I feel like when you're doing things like that, it's just getting tasks done. Like your brain doesn't even work at that point. You're just like focus on what's next and what's directly in front of you other than like creative approaches to things, you know. And I think that's that goes back to the fact that I mean, we don't have to do all the stuff that we want to put on our list. We don't have to do any of that stuff. But... That's why we're busy because we tried to smush it into five seconds of time and it's too hard to to do that. But when they were talking about recognizing being able to take the time where you get that like alternative like exploration mode, I think that's one of those things where you have to, and we talked about this before, you plan it in advance so that you can plan to be busy doing that when you are, yes, you know. Like that's just as busy as anything else. It's just a different kind. Yeah. It's like without an agenda or without like a deadline. Yeah, and I I don't know. They I did like the 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 creative aspect piece that you say. Um one other thing that I thought was interesting about this is it says that if you don't have time to reflect that in, it impairs your ability to empathize yeah, with others and you turn into a horrible robot. Yep. Do you think that's true? Yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. You guys are why why are you coming personal? I experience. Yeah, no, I I know I, that's what happened to me. <laughs> that's what happened. So you're just like you like you can't think and you're like get out of my face. I gotta yeah. well, write this Facebook post right now or whatever. Well, again, I think it goes back to a little bit to priorities and I, the self reflection thing. I think is interesting. But the thing I did think about the empathy thing is when you're busy or you decide that you have all these priorities, you do not spend time thinking about other people's priorities. Right. Well, I was thinking about that radio lab. It's about stress. They're talking about like you're a wild cheetah and like your your <laughs> mode kicks on and then everything else kicks off. Yeah. Like all, oh, yeah, your, I all do. your other bodily functions and all your like emotions just kick off because you got to. Because like, now you're now you're an animal. That's what, it feel, that's what it feels like when you're really stressed. And then you're like, nope, nope, no time for you. It is hard. But then like if you do take a moment to reflect like and like I have to force myself to do this occasionally which is like wait a minute what i just said was probably really rude sometimes i don't think about that when i'm busy because i'm angry and stressed out i don't know i mean i think there's rarely a time when it affects me in great amounts that i can't still think about how i my words might be perceived i mean i think when somebody else is going through something like you i think you kind of get it don't you think yes i mean even if you're stressed and they're stressed you're you're like 
we're having a bond because we're both stressed. What did I say to both of you guys? Like twice that I said I was going to walk in a V shape and like rub my face against the concrete for like four miles until I'm just one flopping (laughs) foot left because it felt like it would be a nice thing to do, you know, because I was so tired and so like, you know, exhausted. But I think when somebody else is like, me too, I'm going to also rub my face on the concrete. And then you're like, we are having a moment. I, I understand how you feel, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think there's that side of it too, where you're not necessarily just like, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to right. you. you but know? okay. Imagine like in the midst of all your craziness and then somebody walks into the gallery or wherever and says like, oh, I, this is like the worst example. Oh, I got a really bad grade on this thing. And then you'd be like, wait, go, go like solve this oh, yourself. Yeah. You know, I think like, I feel like if, <laughs> if somebody came before. up to you with a problem while that was you were not like related turning to in what a client project, would you just, would you like turn them around and push them right back <laughs> out the door? Well, you guys have seen what, how I handle that. We, we have guests all the time in the midst of my stressful moments. And I think I do a pretty okay job. Yeah, you do. You, you do. do. I, I do not. I think, I think they're, and I think this is helpful when you're in a room full of people that understand like the different stress levels that are happening. I mean, I'm really lucky that, that you guys are here because I understand you've got stuff to do too. So sometimes I'll, I'll take one for the team or sometimes Jenny takes one for the team when it is like, there is a thing that needs to be addressed right now. One of us will do it. And then the other ones can kind of relax for a second. But I think it's actually really nice to have distractions sometimes from the things that you have to do. Like I actually really appreciated the other day as, as much as it was hard to break myself away from what I was doing. I'm sure I have like the deer in the headlights look sometimes when I'm in the middle of like, you know, finishing a project and, Somebody will say, hey, look at this thing and, you know, like, come, come do this thing for a second. But it, it is actually nice to have like a, like a minute just to break away because mm-hmm. I know I don't, I don't even get up to go to the bathroom sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I will eventually because that's a thing that is a necessity, but I mean, it's, it's nice to like get up and off your computer and have one minute where you're not doing the thing that is stressing you out. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, although not, not everybody can do that, I still feel like those things are like a welcome distraction, even if it is a, a they're, crazy they're time. Like a, they're like a nice, pleasant thing in disguise. It is. Yes, in disguise, I think would be yes. the nice thing. And yeah. I think in those cases, too, as soon as you can break away from the, the like, I'm freaking out mode, and then you're actually like, oh, I'm in front of a human being. This is very nice. <laughs> you know, I think it's a little bit easier to, to be empathetic to whatever is going on you know maybe it just takes a transitional five minutes ten minutes to like get back out of your weird zone do you ever remember (laughs) being feeling differently about like surprise visits or um surprise phone calls or non-surprise phone calls and treating them differently i don't like being surprised but uh, but but i don't mean like in it then i feel better i don't mean like an anxiety kind of surprise i mean like somebody calls you up and is like let's go get tea right now oh yeah no that's fun like still to be frank with you guys, I don't think that any of us in this room can call each other up and be like, "What? I'm sure you're not busy right this second. You should yeah. probably come hang out with me because I have five minutes. Yeah. None of us in this room would do that for each other unless we were somehow we're on the same exact schedule. And I know yeah. that it has been like that for a while. Well, I feel like most of the time we hang out is like, do you work want to go work on this thing together? Yeah. But our other friends do and they'll call but i think it was a lot easier yeah to do things on the fly but also even being like like back to the empathetic thing if someone maybe a friend who's not in this room called up and was like 
and I, I can say this from experience. I've done this before. I've done this to people and people have done this to me. I'd call up and be like, hey, you want to go hang out right now? I had a really cra- crappy day. Do you want to just... I would go. I would still go. I would right too. Now. And I would probably still do that. I, I want to say I would still do that, but I don't know if my mentality is as good as it used to be about it. I think I would do it. Would you do that, Chris? Does it depend? On, it probably depends on like which circle of friend the person is in. Not necessarily. I think usually if somebody is having a, like a panic moment, I will drop everything. Even what if, if it I wasn't am... a panic moment, though? What if it was just like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while and I feel kind of... I mean, here's the other funny thing about empathy is a lot of it has to do with... And you're actually very good at this. I don't think I'm quite as good at this. Is somebody calling up and they won't tell you, but you can kind of tell that something's up and you're like, I should probably... We should probably do something. Yeah, I usually do. And the, and the other thing that I do that I think is a little bit helpful for being busy is that there are certain segments of the day that I would either sleep through or eat through that I usually say like how about we go during this time so I'll still find time for that I have I have probably like three four or five coffee meetings in the morning and they're always at nine thirty when I'd rather be sleeping but instead it's a lot of fun to go and meet somebody for an hour and I'll I'll always put them there you know mm-hmm. and so I, I'll make time and I'll make time for whoever as long as they're okay with doing it on the weird hours of my situation, you know. And what, what becomes hard is if it's during the middle of my work day when, right. you know, and I've got to right. handle typical. some other stuff. That's typical. Everybody has to work during the day, too. So but it's usually... to answer your question, too, it's, it's usually not a surprise then. It's usually somebody is asked and they know that they, they would like to get together and then we plan it like a couple days out. So it's, it's rarely that somebody's like, what are you doing at this second? Um, but I think that just happens with like scheduling of people's lives. Like at this stage of my life slash career, there's not a lot of spontaneity of like, let's just do this thing right this second, um, during the middle of the week, mm-hmm. you know, cause mm-hmm. everybody else has a similar schedule on the weekends, a little bit different, but usually still people want to know their own plans like in advance so that they can schedule like their you know, grocery trip or wherever they've got to go, or if you've mm-hmm. got to commute to somewhere, you got to figure out how you're going to do it. So I feel like a lot of our, our peers and our friends and, you know, our clients even have a very, very similar schedule. Yeah. So they kind of have to do it that way too. Is that what you meant or? Yeah, actually, I think it's interesting. This is kind of bringing up a sort of tangential topic because it, I remember, and this is obviously just because of being in college, but I remember a time in my life where and you know, it was even after college. It was probably like college plus a few years. I would randomly call up a friend or vice versa and we would talk for like three hours and now I can never do that. Not only can I not do that, but I do not know anyone that I could ever call up randomly and be like, okay. Who wants we- to talk for three hours? Well, they would. I mean. I don't know. I feel like you call Lindsay and talk to him for three hours often. Randomly. Yeah. 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 I guess so. Well, you know what? You know why that probably is? I'm sure it has to do with the fact that you're plugged in with like what people are doing through their social media. Right. Well, well, you know, so you it, kind of like you, you respond in a quicker way where it's not like you're getting a big download. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's probably why. I think it, it also is. And this I don't think this is bad or good, but all of my friends now I'll have regular jobs. Yeah. And like, there's definitely times when I'm inaccessible because I'm in, in an office and there's no way, you know, I couldn't, I can't even text, you know, when I'm doing that, which is fine and normal. Yeah. But it's just interesting because I don't, I don't 
maybe think one is better than the other. And obviously this way is much more productive, but the other way wasn't bad either. Like I totally was no, cool I with talking to somebody. No, I think that's just a stage for, of life thing. Yeah. Somebody should argue with me about that if you think it's different. No, I think you're right. But I think it is. That's why I don't I think, think about, it's bad or you know, good. There are some of our friends that have families and I'm sure they've got to figure out how to, how to do all the things, you know, like the more complex your life gets, the more you have to segment it into sections of time. But I also think your perception of what you're doing is a lot different depending on how many things you're trying to juggle, you know? Mm -hmm. So your time kind of gets spread out and it's, it's a little bit more easy for you to visit with somebody once every three weeks maybe and still Mm -hmm. get the same quality as you would if you were hanging on the phone for three hours every two days Mm -hmm. with somebody, you know? Like maybe at that point too, it's, it's less about the nuances and more about like the big events and the, you know, like the super meaningful and pointed conversations mm-hmm. that are you know, really special between the two of you. So you're kind of getting this nice packaged, I don't know, other kind of a thing. I think the other thing that's kind of fun is that I feel like most people's lives sort of go in an ebb and flow situation. I know everybody's got a crunch time at some point and sort of has like downtime in other places. And I think a lot of times when you have a peer group that does a lot of the same things as you, it sort of flows in the same zone, you know? Um, I think it's kind of nice to have other people that are going through time crunches when you're going through time crunches because then, you know, you can sort of sit down and get your stuff done. And then when it's all over, you can get back together and, you know, reconvene and figure out what's going on between all you guys. I don't know. And then maybe even talk about what you've accomplished in the last, like, several weeks or whatever else. But I do think that is just based on where you are and what you're doing. You know, I think everybody's schedules are just different. So when you were talking, Francesca, about having three-hour conversations, um, I remember, like, even though in, in college you have a lot to do, you still have weekends most people still have jobs they have to go to Mm -hmm. um i think the time that you're available is just different because you know if you've got a studio class and you're going to an art school that has like afternoon studios that are five hours right after unless you have a night class you usually have some free time for a little bit Mm -hmm. you know so your meals or your whatever are like people are just accessible because they're all in the same place and i think that's just the difference of like being out of school or having time or or being busy it's just that your your scope of how many things and where they are in location of where you are or somewhere else or is just coordinating and which is why i think maybe people coordinate like when you can get together more than you would do have these like spontaneous like are you free right this second mm-hmm. kind of things you know um like i feel like even if i call my parents which is a weird example but even if i call them they could be anywhere doing whatever because mm-hmm. I'm sure they'd fill their time with everything that they could possibly fill with also. I feel like uh, the article in general was interesting. I wanted to bring it up after Francesca had, had sent it around because I just thought it was such a different perspective about the idea of busy. Mm-hmm. It, it's just such a different way of thinking about it. Well, I feel like there's a lot of like mashups. Busy a lot of the time was equated to social media. Which like, is not the like same. busy time, you know. Um, which is not the same as like completing a project or going right. to work. Like or going yeah, to work wasn't active. even really talked about. I think those things are very different. I was also wondering, um, because we've done all this personality research this year, I feel like maybe some of the results they were getting were 
varied because of personality types. Like I know some types love being alone and I don't know whether there is a type who would have a more difficult time just sitting at home versus like being active or being social. I think active and social for me are two different zones. You can be actively social and actively by yourself working on a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or something. Active and inactive are kind of my two, I mean, obviously, they're opposites, but social and active aren't things that are super different to me. I mean, do you think social engagements are active or do you guys find them to be downtime? Oh, they're active. They're active. Well, I I was, uh, I guess the reason I was thinking about it, and maybe it also has to do with creative types, like we spend a lot of time by ourselves making something. Yes. Like whether it's a drawing or whether it's something. Just because of the nature of making yeah, right. It's lots of time just by yourself and maybe it's a habit. Maybe we're used to it or maybe it really is a personality type thing um, where you're comfortable like letting your thoughts wander. I don't know. So are you asking as a more social personality type, do extroverts feel bad when they're not having social time? Is that what you're asking? Maybe. I think the hard part about this article is the studies that they had felt like people felt tortured when they were <laughs> that, by themselves again the electrical shock thing yeah, is no, weird like literally was they'd rather weird. be shocked than sit by themselves and i feel like that's the most bizarre that and doesn't it it doesn't even make sense no <laughs> i mean if you were sitting by yourself and there was only a shock machine i'd probably do it well, it, uh, nope. It also you, wouldn't, totally, you wouldn't be like, oh, no, what this is I mean, like, no, like, you might. I mean, unless it think felt about it this good. way. It, when no, you were you a kid, you never had, pick. if you were a kid, you never had one of those ball things that would shock you. You mean like it's a toy and it's funny? Like a nine volt? Yeah, but they, they don't feel <laughs> like good. It, it never feels good or whatever, but you would do it all the time. I don't do you know, know what I'm talking about? They're like two balls that give you electric shocks. Or there's Oh, those. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. I don't know what that yeah. is. I don't either. I, I think that is something that, it, although it's not pleasant, it also is inherently interesting. You can engage Getting yourself. shocked is interesting. <laughs> it is, though. It is. I but remember this one time when we went home, I brought like 10 people home from, boring. from like, college. Ow. We went home and I had a electric shock collar and we all held, we took turns like holding it. <laughs> to ourselves in various places and running across the line and seeing what would happen. <laughs> and we would walk all holding hands in a giant circle and then it would you could see the electricity move through everyone. Whoa. Like they would all jump, you know, so you could That's see like it. That's like a science experiment. And it would move slowly. Like you could, it was slow enough that you could like see people go, ho, 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 all the way around But I feel like there's a difference between that, which seems playful, and like a 40-year-old sitting in a room <laughs> being like, I hate everything. I'm going to shock myself. See, and I don't think, I think maybe that's where the that article I, was being silly. Because I think if you're stuck in a room and the only thing that's there, you'd probably try it. Yeah. For like 15 minutes, though. No, they wouldn't shock themselves they repeatedly. They didn't just hold it down. They're like, I hope this <laughs> I still feel, I need to look Or they're into like, how long I'm can I handle sure. this? Yeah, I feel, like like it's, I feel like everything about this article was fa- a fallacy in some way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're just... <laughs> totally ticked about it sorry just, new york times I, I just didn't like your article but uh, i'm sure the new york times doesn't care well okay the the reason i say that is because a the way they define busy is incredibly vague it's vague and also like Consistent. sometimes it was like you're busy with work or things and sometimes it's like because you're going to spin class and i feel like if you're going to exercise or something like that that means you're you're not you're not busy right because okay. you're going to do yes. something i actually good i'm glad yourself. you brought this up because i also have, i have a problem with that not because the article said it but because that's how people treat busy now if you defined busy as i have to do the like basic human necessities which is eat sleep and then make 
I mean, we have to make money. Active. If you're like, oh, oh, I'm so busy because I took six hours to create a four course meal for my, my right. And well, the, class, the other thing that we have that, that I took or something like that, you're like, you're not busy. You're engaging in a hobby. You are having fun. This is well. This here's the thing too. We as people in the creative industry, this is a thing that we have to deal with on both, like internally and externally. Is what we're doing, like the projects we're doing. A lot of people, and I have been addressed of like, well, that's fun. You're doing a fun project. You're not this. What you're doing is not really work. You know. Fortunately, like I have a family who does not believe that. So I, I also believe what I'm doing is work. But at the same time, like. It's hard when your downtime is also drawing to define what busy is. Also, you could label anything as busy. You could label like, like my apartment needs to be cleaned. So does that fit in there? I mean, I haven't done it in a while, yes, so it's not I think, that important. I think, I think it's any obligation, this, uh, any the, obligation where if, if you signed up you for You can a make class, anything an obligation though. Right. Which is why this article is silly. That's well, yeah, that's why I don't. I guess <laughs> fallacy. Well, it's, it's but the thing is, I don't think it's the like the article. I do believe the article is a little bit silly and it has a couple problems. But I don't think that particular thing. That's not the article. That's like society. Here is an example sentence: What preys on our minds when we aren't updating our Facebook page or in spinning class? Updating your Facebook page is what you do For inherently fun. when you are not busy. Yeah. You're like, I yes, have nothing better to do. I agree. Some people Back apparently burner. don't agree yeah. with that, though, because why was it listed as a thing to be busy? Well, that's somebody's the other like, thing. I don't have time for you. I have to update my Facebook maybe page right, maybe, right this second. Okay. And then you're like, and, and, and everyone's priorities are different. Those priorities. So, I mean, bad priorities. Is, is my like personal or my self initiated project just as important as somebody's Facebook page? In the grand scheme of things, probably. And that's like, why I asked that not. question, though, about, like, who cares if somebody wants to update their Facebook page all day because maybe that's their weird hobby. Well, I, exactly. Then that's but fine. I think that's, and maybe this person's just angry because this, this, the friend of theirs wants to update Facebook more than they want to hang out with the person who wrote yeah, it. I, don't, I wouldn't blame the author. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if it's that personal. I think it's a little... <laughs> but I, you know what I mean? Okay, like, here's, here's why, another why be, thing that about this article. I think that the title and the content... Are different are at odds and it might not even be all the content it might only be like the first paragraph where they go on a kick about how everyone is insanely busy and stuff but then they talk about updating facebook and going to spin class so so maybe it's just a broad topic maybe it was maybe and they started somewhere I, this article they though is is one of my kind of pet peeves of things on the internet talking about how oh, everyone yeah. is so distracted we had this conversation and when this article is nothing but a distraction for people to look at and then be like Oh, look, that's me. Yep. Oh, so the title was... Pray to. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have, obviously, we're going to talk about it. Every single piece of that, the reason why we were sucked in is because we related to the title in some way or the topic. Well, okay. So, and I fall prey to this all the time, too. Not just because of the title, but also I have a tendency to want to bucket myself into things all the time. If mm-hmm. I see something, I'm like, which side of this am I on? Right. Which one of these four things can I be? Every single time you get a chance to be like... Does this apply to me? You kind of mm-hmm. want it to. Like, you always kind of want it to because you're like, this is a fact. I would like to know if, if this totally... Even though these are mostly, like, again, like, I don't know about the facts. Is it a, Yeah, is it a fact? I mean, if she's got a lot of different researchers that she's quoted, which is good, saying things that are probably true. Um, mm. well, well, to whatever their research is, they probably did find that out that shocking. people shock themselves. 
Yeah, that's probably true. But I mean, you know, seriously, if you put but a shocking in the middle, but are they shocking it for like fun? A- or are they shocking it to get out of sitting in the room by themselves? No, no. Is that for, like their way it's out? It's exploratory. I'm sure <laughs> you walk through the door like a dog they're color. like. I need to get out, and I need to shock myself at least fifteen times. But I, I think it's probably exactly yeah, that there's I a think, thing in here where it says people are busy uh tracing their genealogy fantasy football or churning their own butter and i feel like churning, all of those are fun churning your own butter, butter is is not only it a luxury is. but it is probably a, a meditative thing because you're just sitting oh, yeah. there churning butter all of those well, things, what, I, and it those is are a, all luxuries if i got to do that for fun i would i you also would, cannot yeah. look at but your you phone could. while you do that no you can't look at your phone because you're turning right well I, I, <laughs> but this is see this is the interesting thing though you can you could do any of those things and the reason that like any of us don't do those things is because we're we're doing other things you know it's not i mean busy is like irrelevant because yeah you could which is my whole problem with this article is if you are doing human things that humans do then you are busy <laughs> and if you are sitting and staring at a wall then you are meditating and reflective <laughs> yeah yeah, and no. just because you don't sit and no, say it all, that means oh, you are not okay to be alone with your feelings about every society single, and loneliness. Yes. Well, every every podcast episode, I have to relate it back to Star Trek. So uh-huh. in this case, mm-hmm. to Paul, which if any of you guys don't know who that is, she's the Vulcan on Enterprise. She has to go and meditate. Otherwise, her emotions take over and she becomes... A monster. A monster. And that's where that empathy thing comes in. I wonder if that's... I seriously think that's a thing. Being a... (laughs) I don't think you have to meditate. I don't think you have to actually meditate. And the other thing is, I don't know if the article... I was looking for it. I couldn't find it again. Maybe it was a different article. But there was something that was brought up about doing menial tasks to meditate. Because, like, yeah, just sitting in a room is... And like staring at the yeah. wall is not, but like doing the dishes or and or while drawing, you're doing that, you're drawing, you are you. It's a double whammy because you are reflecting and you are being active, being active and doing something productive. I consider last night when I went to bed, I read the manual for my new audio recorder, okay. meditative and productive, which I consider I consider that a relaxing thing. I, I was I like, this is agree. something I'm going to do before bed, but I also have to read this manual <laughs> he does and it have a to lot. use he it. He reads all the manuals. And I have to read this manual, so why not read it in bed? And that's sort of the way <laughs> we go. Jenny likes it. <laughs> She's like, no, oh, I think it That goes back to boring. Francesca's <laughs> differential between books and Twitter or whatever. It depends on what you read on Twitter, but you could. But you're still reading. I follow things on my Twitter that I am interested in keeping abreast on. And it's the same thing to me as a newspaper. <laughs> is that not a word? <laughs> No, it is. That's the word. Jenny yeah. just thought it was funny, so I thought it was funny. <laughs> yep. But I mean, like, they're sleep deprived. When I am looking at it, I am learning things, but it is also a. Down- I consider it a downtime, but I am also actively pursuing interests and learning things. So I guess you could also say I was being busy. Yeah, all the way up until I'm sleepy time. Yeah. So we have decided nothing. 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 <laughs> Nothing. We've, we've gotten angry. We've gotten excited, and then we got angry again. But I think it meant. I think it worked for a nice conversation about it. I mean, I. I like to say this to Francesca all the time. I say it's almost over. It's almost over. The final all sentence the of this article is: While busyness may staunch welling sadness, I'm reading it weird. <laughs> While bu- busyness may staunch welling sadness, it may also limit your ability to be overcome with joy. I'm thinking about if if I was just like, does my busyness limit my ability to become overcome with joy? Mm, Right, which is why I'm saying this article is that might not be correct because I feel like 
It will staunch my welling sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nobody's busy for the simple fact of staunching their welling sadness. <laughs> no, I actually think being busy actually makes it bigger. It wells up your sadness a little bit more. Yeah. It reinforces your welling sadness. <laughs> it's, welling. It's the opposite. It's backwards. I don't know. I... <laughs> I have a I have a feeling that it just depends on if you've had enough coffee or enough sleep, whether or not you're welling in your Need sadness some drugs, or if you're brain chemicals or if you're shoot them in overcome with with joy or mm-hmm. whichever option. I'll take the joy filled busyness one. Was that an option? Uh, well, it says <laughs> it prohibits me from having joy. It might. It might. Busyness it like might the only prohibit two me. options were sadness and overcome with joy. No, no, no. The, no. the busyness you, was supposedly the busyness was supposed to make the sadness go away, which I did not think is true. It's supposed it's to, to numb repress, your pain. It's supposed numb to repress it, your Jenny. pain, and then it all. But it also in repressing your pain, you are numbing your feelings, and you are unable to achieve the overwhelming. Highs That's where of joy. that empathy goes. So away. you're going to be mm-hmm. so overcome with joy and unempathetic. You will not be overcome no with joy. joy. You will have neither. You will no get no sadness. no highs nor lows. Oh my gosh! No roller coaster of anything. anything. So only Robots. if you meditate Robotic. and stare at a wall. Will I do think meditation is probably when you get to leave the room a good thing. Though. I think it is a good thing. I think meditating is a good thing. Yes, I feel like that is also a luxury, as is most of the stuff. All spin class is luxury. Yeah, churning butter is a luxury. Making yeah, art is a luxury. <laughs> Cooking your own food is. But a luxury. But back in the day, churning butter wasn't a luxury. Yeah, but now it is. It's a DIY situation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could make a whole business. Just <laughs> gonna that. make your own butter churn. Yeah. that's yeah. all those things. Auntie Jenny's butter. Auntie. I know because it takes like three hours to turn butter, and you could make. Did you like do it? Sixty bucks. You could turn butter on a spin cycle, and then you'd have buff <laughs> arms and legs. So, probably. and then a giant belly from all your butter. Yeah, but then you got to figure out how to work your core from churning butter. Yeah, but if so you got to put one of those cycle. electroshock belts on, remember oh, yeah. they used to yeah. sell those and that burnt a hole in everybody. And then you got the best of everything. <laughs> yeah, shock those abs. I need to get one of those. I feel like I'm going to be busy starting this new business that I have come up with. Ab shocker, ab butter shocker, churn, butter churn, cycle Gross. spin, cycle spin. I used to think spin classes people just like dance around and spun. Why would you think that? Because why do they call it spin class? It's because your wheels spin. Why don't they just call it biking class, stationary bike class? Because that sounds lame. Spin class sounds cool. That's cool. Spin class sounds better. <laughs> well, thus ends our fantastic conversation for if the day. If you are looking to staunch your welling sadness, why yes. don't you send us an email at <laughs> podcast at likegrayartlab.com. You can also contact us on Twitter. Yes. If you are looking to distract your overwhelmingly lonely life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> works. Totally Find works. Find us on Twitter. We're 100%. always there. So, uh, We're always there. We are also always Twitter on Twitter feed. because, you know. We'll respond immediately. To fill the void, <laughs> we, literally... we are at Light Gray Art Lab, and if you like us on Facebook, you will be, be kept sad up to date with Facebook's... all of our updates and be able to distract your. <laughs> because we're doing that, it'll be like a shiny videos. object to a baby, and you'll be distracted. All the things that you need, really. Also, lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also subscribe to our show on iTunes and stream us directly on Stitcher Radio. All these things are true. So, uh, thank you for the conversation today, and uh, thanks to the author of this article, too. We'll put the link down there so you guys can reflect upon all of the joy, joy and friend. sadness <laughs> yourself. Okay, cool. Well, thanks again, you guys, and we'll talk with you soon.